this morning I hopped on the trainer, the turbo, and I was doing this session, which I had done a few weeks ago or two or three months ago. And there was some intense, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was an intense session and I was listening to some music and the song, the song came on as soon as I was feeling truly immersed in the, in the session I was in, I was feeling my legs go up and down like pistons, like up and down, up and down. And it wasn't like this before when I had done this, it was like up and down and I was just there embracing the sensation in my legs. It wasn't painful or anything. And then the song came on, which is such a perfect song. It's by Angels and Airwaves. The premise of the song is, to repeat the words, I've found the one last thing to believe in. I've, I've found the one last thing to believe in. And I've always listened to this song and I've always wondered what it meant. But for me, what it means is that I found myself. I found that I don't need to look externally for things that all that what I have inside of me is exactly what I need to believe in. It's the one last thing I need to believe in. Welcome back to the show, you guys. Episode 94. Ask the YTs. It's February 2018, and we've been doing this for 94 weeks. I can't believe it. We're here this day today with our Ask the YTs, and we're actually recording it the day that we're gonna launch it, which is not usually our MO, but that's what life provided. And it's awesome because this is actually usually super silky smooth. And um, I don't, always. I always just include the intro. So it's almost like a week off. I love it. I love getting together with you, Beach, and having a chat. Before we get started, I just wanna give major props to our sponsor, Health IQ, that sponsors this show. They are a life insurance agency that uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for people like us, beige, people who are active participants in their health. And we're in the process right now. You realize that, right? We are? Yeah, we're in the process right now. We are. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> and we just got a notice that we actually have to take quizzes over the next couple of days. Well, we like tests. We have to just take one quiz, but you better score elite because that's what I'm scoring and that's going to get us the best deal, just so you know what my expectations are. <laughs> and then next week, they're going to be sending people to our house. Well, not a whole bunch of people. I think it's just one, but they come to us and they do a, a they draw blood and they do a blood draw. And so they get a look, They, as Inside Tracker, our friends at Inside Tracker say, they get a selfie from the inside. And so it's totally the real deal. I'm enjoying the process. I hope that our listeners are too. And so to support the show, you guys, it's a, it's a great way to support the show. Go to healthiq.com forward slash YTP and say YTP as soon as you talk to an agent so that they know that you're coming from us. YTP. All right. So thank you, Health IQ, for supporting the show and believing in us. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in and believing in us. Uh, we feel it, and that's why we keep showing up every week. We feel like this is our life's work, and uh, there's no other way for us right now. So it's not glitz and glam. And I haven't even taken a shower yet today, and I think we're going to be going live during this. But I got my camera lipstick on, so I should be all set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're just coming off of a high-vibe retreat. Yeah, it was it was amazing, to quote your... Sister, Suzanne, <laughs> it was amazing. It truly was amazing, though. It was, so this is the second high vibe retreat we've done. We had four ladies and just coming off of it, and I'm sure they are too. You just come off of these things just so energized and full of um, direction 
And with all of that, you, you come out with it, out of it with a calmness, right? A calmness too. Yeah. It's not like we felt when they left yesterday, I didn't, the same thing from the first one we did, like I didn't feel drained or anything. No. No highs, no lows, but we, we rested yesterday. We kind of took the rest of the day off, which is why we're recording this today. Cause we were going to record yesterday, but we we're like, you know what? Let's do exactly what we're advising our guests to do is just let all this stuff marinate in and process it and get rid of what you don't need and keep what you do. And so we took it easy yesterday and I went down in town to Encinitas and taught a class and I felt so clear because we meditated and we did a lot of that good stuff. So keep going. Yeah. So yeah, the, the weekend was a, was a, was a success in, in my eyes. I know for you too, but it, it's just, it's an opportunity for us to give all of ourselves to the high vibers in that moment. Like in those 40, would you calculate 49, 49 hours? hours? 10 a.m. on Friday to 11 a.m. on Sunday. All right. So there's quite a lot packed in there. And it's a, there is some training. So I don't know if, do we want to go into this description of what? Yeah. Well, what it's the, um, these, la- so these entails. ladies were, they decided to have their girls weekend with us, which is awesome. This is such an amazing girls weekend because and I got to be part of the girls weekend. Oh, big surprise. <laughs> big surprise. <laughs> But ladies, let's face it, we are the heads of the household. So it all trickles down from the top. I mean, this is just such an amazing thing to choose for your girls weekend. And also dudes, the dudes weekend, whatever they say, Saturdays for the boys, like... Yeah, whatever day. Sundays, I don't know what day. (laughs) Every day is for the boys, I guess. But show up. Like we can go hardcore into the training. We can go hardcore into yoga. We can go hardcore into mindfulness. We can do it even across the board. These ladies wanted really immersed in yoga and a lot of meditation. So we meditated at least twice a day and we did yoga two times on Saturday, once on Friday, once on Sunday, the actual physical practice. I don't want to confuse that yoga is rolling out your mat and doing gymnastics because meditation and mindfulness, those are all yoga. That's all yoga. So yeah, you want to say what the weekend looked like? How we do you have the because I know the itinerary because I wrote it. Go for it. <laughs> why, don't, why don't I just do it? Okay. But I can fill in the blanks. Okay, if there's if any, there, if there's any, I may score a lead on this as well. So we they arrived. <laughs> it's not a competition. We started at 10 a.m. on Friday with a group mindfulness and just opening ceremonies, as I called it, opening ceremonies, sealing in just the energy of the group and asking for support. And Okay, so some of you might be rolling your eyes like, oh, here we go with the gongs and the crystals. And there's none of that, but the energy is real and the protection is real and the, the ability to be open is real and the ability to break down our walls is real. And so to do that, it is my experience that you need support. And so I call that in and we kind of bless the group and then you went and took them for a swim. Yeah, we went up just up the street here to one of our many outdoor open pools. It was just, it was a perfect day. There was nobody there at the pool. Um, And so I had a prescribed workout, but it's always, this is what I love about coaching and the whole experience is that you have the plan, but depending on what happens in that moment, it sort of fluctuates a little bit. Yeah. And, and, so, you, and even though I do an itinerary, I always say like everybody needs to agree to the fact that this is flexible. Right. Because, yeah, because 
our whole thing is to be in the moment. Our whole thing right. is to, to just soak up the experience that you're having with the person right in front of you. Yeah. And so we had a great, great pool workout. There were different levels. We had basically the pool to ourselves. And it was warm because it's, it's been a little chilly here in Southern California. It was chilly. We had to do some rearranging of locations. We yeah. practiced in the studio as opposed to the beach and did morning meditation here by the fire. And it was really beautiful having six people in our little studio. And it never felt crowded. Mm-hmm. And Clark. Clark. Who's like the equivalent of like three people, another three people. <laughs> He's making the rounds. But the session in the, the session in the pool was great. We know we, it, it just wasn't a training session. It was a mindfulness session. Of course. Like, can you be, can you be absolutely there with every stroke? And it's okay if you're not, just notice. Can, are you counting laps? Are you asking how many more do we have to go? And, and constantly going into that future. Yeah. Futuristic. Don't give too much away. Yeah. So anyway. But you give them the session. tools to do that. Yeah. And then we all met for lunch and then we went, we did like breakout. So I did individual sessions with two of the girls and then you took two of the ladies and you guys did a mindfulness and training and racing talk, which is so cool. I love to see you like mm. bringing it, babe. And then we had a little break. We practiced yoga. We co-taught over at Endurance House right. and yeah, a shout out to yep. Matt and Sabrina for, for some reason, they just trust ourselves. They trust us with their <laughs> store, which is amazing. And we set up a table, table family style and we all dug into some delicious, gorgeous food that I created while you guys were at the pool. Yeah, you were, and you just did an amazing, amazing job. It's something that I know when the final product comes out and it's displayed, like, you can just feel like all the energy and love that went into that. Mm, and thank you. it's just not dicing carrots and throwing them into a bowl. It's like slicing, taking the time. Everything is done with love. And so everybody had had great things to say about the food. Oh, well, thank you. Amazing. I yeah. love it. I, I realize that more and more. So this is something that I'm working with and asking for more guidance on to prepare food for, you know, six people when I'm used to cooking for one or two and we had dietary restrictions and preferences and allergies and all of that, which was, I loved it all because it took my abilities to the next level to still maintain a vegan diet and have a lot of restrictions within that. And we created really hearty food. I love it. I love it. I love preparing food for people. I love it. And so I don't know I don't know right now what it looks like or what that's going to move into, but I would love to create food for people, like go into their homes, create food or, or, you know, go to somebody else's girls weekend and just create food. Like I am officially for hire for that. I don't know what it looks like, but I'm just putting that out into the universe because I love it. So this is, this is the perfect segue. Like you've, You've opened up space and you've pursued every day, every breadcrumb to get to this point where you're now you're feeling a strong, compelling feeling to be to take it to the next level. So now how how will you begin to not begin? How will you continue your journey to to, to being more involved in the cooking and preparing of people's foods? I love this question because I've already said I don't know, but I do know because I've put out the intention and all weekend long as we were in this retreat, anytime that you and I came back together, we would just say, this is, this is it. This is what we're supposed to do. Combining the athleticism and the mindfulness and the meditation 
and the and the vegan food and creating the menu and creating the food and and doing all of that without attachment without expectation allows for more room for love to come in and we would and we would say I don't know if you said it but I just kept saying like I kept looking up to the sky I don't know why we look up but we look up and I just kept looking up and saying I welcome in more of this I welcome in more of this I know this is what I'm supposed to do I know it is. What we're supposed to do, too. What we're supposed to do. Yes, what we're supposed these to weekends. do. To walk this path yeah. and do these retreats. And I don't know what it's going to look like. And I don't need to know what it's going to look like. I just need to keep showing up in the kitchen and preparing every single meal with love and seeing where that takes me. And so that is the essence. I, I believe that is the essence of what people come to on these retreats for is to find out what their purpose or get some clarity into how they can can move forward have goals but yet detach from how it's actually going to happen and getting caught up in in all the other stuff that's going on having the perfect setup before having the education and the clients all set up before you can pursue this when all that really matters is is setting the intention of where you want to go and then diving into the moment that you're in now and continually pursuing what you love. Right. So maybe that means getting out that notebook where I have a hundred more recipes and start working on those recipes. Maybe that's what it means. Maybe it's the next cookbook. Maybe it's a five recipe comfort food recipe download. I don't know. I don't know, but I'll know by following things in the moment. I, what I do know for sure is that I need to continue to create every meal with love. I want to thank everybody who has purchased our cookbook because the validation that I've received from the recipes has completely removed the doubt that they're not good enough. The doubt that they weren't good enough almost prevented me from publishing the book. Now, this wasn't once the recipes were tested and all that. And we were, there was no hesitation once the first word started to get written for that. There was no hesitation. But the years leading up to that first moment that I walked over to Succulents and I was like, I'm going to start writing the book today. That doubt of it not being good enough would have, if I let that continue to grow as opposed to choosing away from it, choosing away from it, choosing away from it, not even knowing at that time if I was going to do a cookbook or not, not knowing anything about what I was going to do with food or not. I just kept choosing away from it, choosing, and it started to subside to a point where I was able to dive in and create the cookbook. And then things came into our life. Linda Lang, the plant-based chef who tested all the recipes for me, who helped Julian Rich with the Plant Power Way, who's helped Matt Frazier at No Meat Athlete, this amazing woman who walked into our life and said, I just want to help you get this book out. You don't have to pay me. When we had no money to pay anybody to do anything. And But if I had not chosen away from that doubt in a moment of unknown, not knowing, but just being like, this is doubt and I don't need it and it's not going to help me for wherever I'm going, I never would have gotten to the point where I walked over with my laptop to Succulents Cafe and wrote the book literally in two days, all those, the chapters and everything in like two days. And... And I just wouldn't have had that. And then what happened was I put it out there. I put love into all of it. There's love in every single word. People are saying they feel that. I put it out there. And 
then I got back that final push, like that final push that allowed any kind of doubt that was lingering to go away. But you have to be willing. I, I couldn't, it wasn't like I was waiting for validation. I took a proactive step to say, I'm nullifying this negative doubt now with no idea of where it's going to take me. And then everything fell in place. And then people are telling me that their meat and potatoes husband is dying for the power pack quinoa salad. And their fussy teenager is like going crazy over the Simply Kale salad. It's, it's just, it blows me away. And it's, and it's, and I continue to detach because if I hang on to that validation and those, I appreciate them, I receive them, but what I receive them as is the energy of like, keep going, keep right. going. This and, is not your end point. And not setting up more expectations for the future of the next cookbook and all of this, all these expectations because right. expectations creates. It ruins the future. In suffering, right? <laughs> Total suffering. Right? Yes. <laughs> Yes, total so, suffering. So it's just a constant reminder. This is so great. I, I love this. Like to hear you talk about it, like you can see, you just see your passion and love for what you're doing. It's bubbling to the surface because you've cleared away some space. You haven't set hard lines on yourself. You've just sort of grown with what has, has shown itself in front of you. And then all this, all this energy is now coming back to you. Right? All this energy, all these people are giving you feedback and it's just... It's reinforcing what you're doing now is exactly what you need to be doing and you need to continue on. Right. And that doesn't mean that the mind's not like, well, will somebody just hire me and pay me money so I can pay my bills with a little well, less? Yeah, I mean, you like, live, it doesn't mean that the right. mind's not still there, like doing things like that, but it's like, I don't need to know. I have unwavering faith. It's not I'm, your... It's keep choosing that higher end of thought, keep choosing the higher end of thought because I know eventually all that, it's on its way. It's all on its way. Wasn't it in one of the teacher, teacher classes with Philip and Renee in the Live, Love, Teach program that we were taught under, it was like, you have no right to know. You yeah, have, you have no right to know. You don't have the right to know how, how it's going to happen. You just have to do the work in the do moment. The work. And it was, I think it was from do one the of their teacher the trainings. Yeah. And all right, so to get, let's get right, back so to, let's circle back. So it's so Friday Saturday. night, we yeah. had a, a beautiful dinner and then Saturday was early, early five 30 in the morning. And like Friday night, I still wanted to push it and be like, we'll just meet at seven. But I was like, no, no, no. I want to fill this day. And really all we're asking of them is to do exactly what they wanted to do, which is a lot of mindfulness, a lot of meditation, a lot of yoga, a lot of group activities, physical training, one-on-one. -on -one, and that's what we had to do to get four people in for a day. So 5.30 in the morning, we started here with water, lemon, cayenne pepper, meditation. And then you guys went for a run. We did a little pre-breakfast fuel up. I made some a little treat from the cookbook. And then everybody went out for the run and I started to prep for brunch. Then everyone came to my 9.30 class down in the village, which is a super sweet studio. Different class than what we taught on Friday night. You and I co-taught a power class. So they got a little bit different, a little bit more slow-mo, but still very powerful practice. And then we came back for brunch, which 
was awesome. Was so awesome. <laughs> so awesome. So while you were at yoga, I was here <laughs> putting the finishing touches on. Uh, yes, you the did. Brunch Thank and you. Taking care, care of our boy over here because I wouldn't have been exercise. able to do it without you. Yeah, putting those finishing touches on the brunch. We served up Brussels sprouts with coconut bacon and a zucchini chocolate chunk paleo vegan <laughs> bread and some chia pudding, fresh berries. I mean, there was more stuff, but just to give you a little taste, it was yeah. so good. And then we went into individual sessions again. And So then you had the other two who, yep. didn't, who didn't go with you on Friday. And then I worked with the other two at, yep. at Succulents Cafe. And I think it's a, it's a really good balance because you got to work one-on-one with each person. Going deep. Going deep. And so different with every person. Yeah, everybody's... What that depth was, what that content was, so different and all created in the moment. Yeah, there's no prescribed... We can't send you what the the questions are that we're going to be asking. What we're asking is for you to challenge yourself and, and maybe open up just a little bit, open that door a, a crack so that we can begin to determine, we can begin to discover how you're starting, how you can get to your best self. Right. And, and so go ahead. I was just going to say, so, so you had individually, I had two people at a time and that was a totally different conversation mm-hmm. because it was more around the training or whatever your training looked like, whatever your, like, we got into the discussion of what is an athlete? Like, what is your description of an athlete? And so if your mindset is athletes are Michael Phelps, well, that's distorted because if you're out walking, if you go for a jog, if you do yoga, you're an athlete, like you're moving the body. And so it's your perception of what that, what that, um, thought is of what an athlete is. So it was was just a great conversation to, to figure out how we can help on the performance side of things. Yeah, and performance in life, because you can't just be a badass athlete and not be a badass human. Yeah, it's all one, and that's how, <laughs> that's how, we, that's how we work this all together. So it doesn't matter like, if couples came on this right. and the husband's not an athlete, but the wife is. Like, Come, because it's not just exclusive to athletes, because all of these skills are for life. And I think it's really important to know, and I haven't said this yet, but it's really important to know that nothing will be taken from you. Nothing will be taken from you. You will not be asked to go where you are not ready to go. Nothing will be taken from you. And it was an interesting perspective from one of our guests who, she was so honest and amazing, talking about that Saturday night. So to to finish up Saturday, we did the yoga roll class at Endurance House, which was unbelievable, BJ. An hour on the foam rollers. So good. And then we went to... The trigger point grids. The trigger point grids. Yeah, it was so good. And we just worked. We worked the body up and down. It was it was pretty It was amazing. like the longest time anybody had spent on their <laughs> IT bands and their quads. I mean, including me. You really taught an extremely skillful, juicy class. And then we went down to Eve and Encinitas, our favorite vegan restaurant. And we... Uh, had dinner down there. We provided dinner for everyone down there. And we had got, it was totally crowded on a Saturday night. And I had some thoughts, even in the weeks leading up to it, in the drive down there, I had these fleeting little thoughts, which I did not entertain of like, it's a Saturday night in Encinitas at one of the most incredible restaurants. Where are we going to sit? Because I knew it wasn't big, but I was like, it'll be fine. Right. It's like, if, if I'm looking for the restaurant to be crowded and nowhere to sit, then that's exactly what I'm going to get. And I just kept envisioning expansiveness and opening and 
that we would have somewhere to sit, six people on a Saturday night in a place that doesn't take reservations. And we got there and there was not six, there wasn't six places for people to sit. I think I remember one chair, one spot yeah, there was like at one a community chair. table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we're standing in line ordering our food and I turned around and there was like this big sectional couch, which we've never sat on. And all of a sudden there was like a couple spaces. So I said to the girls, just go sit down and I'll get water. And then I sat like on the trunk and then all of a sudden these people, everybody left and we had the whole couch in this like kind of living area for us to have a discussion, which we talked about the ego that night. That was a good discussion and engage in our food. What was I getting? I was going to tell a story about, oh yes. And so anyway, this was the night that, (laughs) oh yeah, we met somebody from Boston that was totally from Boston. She was awesome. But this is when one of our guests started to open up and say, like, there was a little bit of, like, reluctancy of, like, what's this retreat going to be like? You know, crystals and gongs and all this stuff and woo-woo. And I'm not even going to be able to relate to it. Now, I'm totally putting words, paraphrasing her words, because she was way more eloquent than that. And such a beautiful compliment was just like, but I can do this. Like, it's straight up. It's, It's no nonsense. And that is the most advanced yogic practices are the most simple thing you could ever imagine. We get, we can get distracted. Ritual is nice. And we're going to get into meditation. Ritual is nice. Incense are nice. Candles are nice. Necessary? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I love that my meditation students meditate in the closet. I've got at least a handful of meditation students that meditate in a closet. So why would they meditate in a closet? (laughs) Because it's the only place that they can get (laughs) peace. And they don't want to wake their husband up or their kids up so that it's not like they can walk down the stairs because you know, even if you don't have a creak on your stairs, when you're trying to be quiet, you're going to have a creak on the stairs. So they just sneak into their closets and they meditate in the closet. It's so awesome because it doesn't have to be this like amazing space. It's just at the beginning, you want it to be the same space. And so I love that. Like this really is this no nonsense kind of stuff. It's, it's not about, you know, uh, putting all of our energy into a crystal. Those things are nice. Intention is important. If you have a crystal next to you and you think that that, and you believe wholeheartedly that that crystal is going to ease pain in your life, then keep that crystal next to you because the intention is going to ease the pain in your life. So that was Saturday. And then Sunday was our last day, another early morning, 6 a.m. meditation here. And then we drove to Endurance House and I taught a yin class. So holding poses from three to five minutes. Whoa. That's all I can say about that class. I'm like, I'm sore from that class. Yeah. I was wishing, I told them afterwards, I was wishing it would be another, because you gave us that option. You're like, this is what I'm thinking. We'll do a, a yin class. It'll be nice, longer holds. Or we can do a power class like we did. And immediately in my mind, five minutes into the yin class that Jess was teaching, I was like, I want to do power class. Power class is easier than this. Yeah. To just, <laughs> to just, mean, go, you want to talk move. about sitting in sensation. Yeah, the first move, the second move, second thing we were doing with the straps. The first move when you were in the crescent. Oh, the crescent. Yeah. You okay. Were like, so what's, I am all jammed up. All right. So let's say it was the first move, the second move. Actually, all <laughs> six moves we did in one hour on both sides was was challenging, and but but in that moment, this is good to note. Like in the moment, I wanted the power class. I immediately came right back. I found that space and gap, and it was like. 
that's exactly why you need to be in this yin class because your mind wants to go to the other class. So, because that's comfort, your mind wants to go to the place of what's what's normal, what what it's used to seeing. But in reality, I don't do a lot of yin yoga, and this was for me at least. This was exactly what I needed. And I think looking at the others, this is exactly, exactly what, they what everybody needed. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, and it's so cool to kind of look at the bodies and be like, all right, I don't know what that pose is, but it's definitely not the pose we're in. So. How can we get your body propped up on blocks and things to where you can, you know, get get this opening that clearly you need so much? So I guess there's three yoga classes going on <laughs> during this. There's the one in the teacher's mind. There's one that's <laughs> happening out there. And then there's one that's individually happening, happening with the students. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so great. we did a yin class, which I love the yin for for anyone. But let's talk athletes. Because you're in this pose for three to five minutes, and I tell you to go right to where you feel a stretch. You only go to where you start to feel the stretch, and then you hang out there. Using the breath, you further the stretch. Only from using the breath do you further the stretch. And you're sitting in sensation for three to five minutes in silence, with your thoughts, in your body, with sensation. It's awesome. And no music at all. Heck no, no music. So it's quiet. It's really quiet, except when you speak, <laughs> then it's like quiet. And you're, you're just listening to your breath, <laughs> wondering how much longer I can be able to flex my toe and shin towards the back wall. <laughs> <I know. laughs> right? It's good stuff. And then we came back here and had, oh, so after Shavasana, starting when I called Shavasana, we went into silence. And no talking for the ride home. Through the preparation of breakfast, they had assignments to journal or we had books available for them to check out. Breakfast, silent breakfast, all around our little pop-up table. Mindful eating. It took forever. It was so cool. And then finally, after everybody was done, we broke the silence, talked about that, and then had our closing ceremonies and they were off. And just like that, in two in forty-eight hours. Forty-nine. Forty-nine, 49 hours. hours. I like I like the sound of that. Forty-nine hours, awake and ready immersion. Yeah. Who's next? Who's next? It's it's awesome. I'm just saying it's awesome. I sent everybody an email today, just uh, you know, day one re-entry, reminding them that everyone that they're going to be interacting with today was probably not in a forty-nine hour awake and ready immersion. And gave them some tips on that and some follow-up on the things that we discussed. So we'll put the link in the show notes if this, if your mouth is watering for a weekend like this. Amazing for couples, training buddies, girls' weekends, guys' weekends. I mean, if you want to really step up, be a man, come on to a high-vibe retreat. And to be completely transparent, the cost is $750 a person. That includes all of your meals that you have with us, and we're fully supportive of caffeine. So if you need a Chemex of caffeine... Chemex was, was firing up the, the whole The Chemex weekend. was fired up of caffeine for our guests that needed it. And we don't serve alcohol, uh, you know, and it's all vegan cooking made with love. Up to four guests right now is what we're taking. It doesn't include your lodging or your travel costs. It's a pretty screaming deal for what you get. And then it could vary if you wanted to increase the hours or extended. And then we also do midweek. So it doesn't have to be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It could be a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. 
The price is the same. And then we'll cater it to what you want. If you want to come for just a hardcore training weekend, we will do that. But we will do that with mindfulness. And there will be meditation and yoga. It's just, and there will be vegan cooking. It's just, what are the quantities of of what you're looking for? And we'll send you a questionnaire and we'll co-create the weekend together. Yeah, yeah and we're, we're super cool. so we're based right in Carlsbad, like right by the water. So we're, as far as training's concerned, we ha- we're open to to roads that are just right out the front door here. Trails, swimming pools, like I mentioned, there's options for outdoor swimming, yoga studio. We have everything here. Lodging, places to stay, literally like a hundred steps. Yeah, the girls from, just stayed at the end are. of the street. Yeah, so th- there is a way if you if you want to get away, and this is the perfect time for those on the East Coast or Midwest, it's, it's chilly and you're, you're about done with winter and the cold spring is coming. <laughs> the spring too, like back East, especially like you just, you think that spring's coming and then it just takes, it always takes a little bit longer, but we do take one per month up to one per month retreat. So if you're interested, let us know if you have any questions about that. And then this leads perfectly into, and we've already kind of touched upon what we wanted to talk about today. And you know, the, the, theme of this just being like, wake up. Meditation is mainstream. This is not something that's out of our reach. In fact, in fact, this is a truth. It is the only duty we have when we arrive here on this earth is to get back to who we are. And meditation is the only way to do that. And the great thing about meditation is that it's not a religion. It is available for all faiths and belief systems because it is science. It is the science of the mind. It is not a religion. This is available to everyone. This is a science. This is not a religion. Nothing will be taken away from you. It's our birthright. It is our birthright. To meditate. And I think meditation is is associated with a lot of things. And so I was listening to a podcast the other day talking about meditation having a rebranding, remarketing campaign. It just so happens I'm in marketing. So I would love to help with this campaign <laughs> in branding. But it does. I really think when people hear the word meditation or mindfulness, they quickly jump the gun to people sitting in caves, meditating with hoods and quiet no, not eating and, and really not doing anything but sitting still. And, and, I, and it hasn't been that like that at all in my experience or the experience that we're trying to convey to those that want to become awake and ready. When I, okay, let's talk about my avoidance years when people would be like, you really, you really should meditate. <laughs> Meditation would really benefit you, Jess. And I was like, mm-hmm, yeah, I'm so not interested because... Those wishy-washy people make me crazy. I had no tolerance for the wishy-washy. The, oh, let's dance under the moon. Like I, for me, and I'm not saying this is my perspective anymore because I honor all entryways and pathways. I think they're all beautiful because I know that everyone is exactly where they're supposed to be. But back in my old just like total intolerant days, <laughs> That stuff made me crazy. I'm not dancing under the moon and opening my heart and hugging you. Don't touch me. 
I get that. If that, if that is how some people, if that's the idea that they have about meditation, I get you. Thankfully, I walked into a yoga class and met my yoga teacher and knew it was him because he dropped an F-bomb in class. And I was like, oh my God, this is my man. This is the man I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to train with. And then I met my meditation teacher. I met my meditation teacher who just wears dockers and a sweater and sits on a stool because his hips are tight and doesn't get distracted by those things, doesn't even really burn candles. He just gets down to business. And that's my kind of meditation. Just get it done. I don't have a lot of time. Let's get it done. I don't need all this stuff, extra stuff. I don't need all this extra stuff. I just want to get it done. And that's the kind of girl I've always been. And as I opened my clenched fist of a heart over the years, that exact thing that I needed came into my life. And that's, I think, the kind of meditation that we teach. Just no nonsense. Let's get it done. Let's apply it immediately. Yeah. Ask the hard questions. I think that that's part of it too. It's, it's not about beating around. It's like sit quietly with yourself and peel back the layers of yourself, not about anybody else, but everything is already there, right? We talk about everything's already inside of you, right? It's already there. We're, we're, we're always looking outside ourselves to find the answer. Because we don't trust, we don't trust our intuitive voice. But we already have, but it's already there. So do you want to talk about the experience we just had this morning? Because we were talking about this this morning with the song. Oh yeah, that's right. We were just talking about this this morning. Yeah. About the same, we were talking about this morning about how we're always looking outside of ourselves for the answers. Give an example. When the answers are not there. Like I've got to do this training and I have to go to Sedona and get these crystals and I have to um, get this special meditation pillow and I don't have the space in my house right now and my kids get up early and so and so what I'm seeing there is like a lot of I have to's before I can begin and the I can't because of and these are all external this is all external noise and an absolute acknowledgement that meditation is, is exactly what you need. Total distraction. Delay, Nobody's, delay. Delay. Nobody's getting down to work. Right. Just show up. Go to your closet. Sit on the toilet. Shut your eyes. Put the, put the seat down first. Sit down on the toilet. Shut your eyes. Take a breath. And notice it from the very it beginning. It can't be that easy. To the very end. I have to go is, for five minutes. It's just prescri- it's, it's all in the breath. <laughs> it is all in the breath. The breath is the gateway to the answers. I'll leave it at that. Because, yeah, can I go off the rails? Uh-huh. Can I talk about cosmic alignment? Absolutely. Can I talk about where the stars and the moon and the earth and where everything was situated in the absolute second that you were brought into the world and how that has completely affected your life? Yeah, Absolutely. Is that going to be lost on most people? Sure. Yeah. And does it really matter? No. Just take a breath. Just take a freaking breath. It's so simple. <laughs> so anyway, go back so this to morning, the story. This morning, I hopped on the trainer, the turbo, and I was doing this session, which I had done a few weeks ago, or two or three months ago, and there was some intense, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was an intense session, and I was listening to some music, and 
the song, the song came on as soon as I was feeling truly immersed in the, in the session I was in, I was feeling my legs go up and down like pistons, like up and down, up and down. And it wasn't like this before when I had done this, it was like up and down and and I was just there embracing the sensation in my legs. It wasn't painful or anything. And then the song came on, which is such a perfect song. It's by Angels and Airwaves. The premise of the song is, they repeat the words, I've found the one last thing to believe in. I've, I've found the one last thing to believe in. And I've always listened to this song and I've always wondered what it meant. But for me, what it means is that I found myself. I found that I don't need to look externally for things that all that what I have inside of me is exactly what I need to believe in. It's the one last thing I need to believe in. So as soon as I, I just came home, I was like, you know what? I explained the story to her. And then I immediately wanted to go in and research what the meaning of this song truly is. Yeah, you were like, and I got to find out the meaning of the song. So it's external again. It's external, right? But you were like, you just told me what the song means. <laughs> you just explained it. And immediately I was snapped back to like, right. That's how tricky the mind exactly. is. But I think I need to backtrack too to when, the, before that started, on my computer, I thought I had to put up an image of Kona, Hawaii, because I want to get to Ironman World Championships in Kona. And so I stopped the session about 15 Wait, minutes in. You want? I will be in Kona. You will? I am in Kona. There you go. <laughs> Just like that. Words have changed. Mindsets have changed. <laughs> Topsy-turvy that. Will's in the future. You'll never get there if it's always Will. I am going to be there. I am there. You are there. But I tried to find this image, this screensaver, and I'm starting to search. And, and I can't find the perfect image because I'm looking at swimmers under the water. And then, then it's taking me to like the bike. And I said, should the bike be the image? <laughs> and it's taking me away from the workout. And I realized I've got to teach yoga at 8.30. And I'm wasting time looking outside for something to motivate me when everything I need is is right here. Just bring it back. And so that is getting in what we call the gap, like getting in the space between where you're going outside and, and believing and nullifying all doubt, but believing that you have everything you need inside of you. So this session was the perfect example. This discussion with my wife after the session was the, was the clarity I needed again to bring me back to what's important, which is that I have everything I need inside. I just need to continue to work every day, in and out, every day, show up, show up every day with belief in myself, unwavering faith and belief that I am worthy enough to achieve my goal. Absolutely. And that belief in yourself, that is the, that is everyone's biggest obstacle. This is why we're looking outside because we look outside at all of these different things that we believe are going to help us because looking in is too much. And this is why having a teacher is not only beneficial, but it's if you look at any of like what the, the yogis say, you're crazy to walk this path without a teacher. 
You're insane to walk this path without a teacher. I have a teacher, you have a teacher. And to have that guide to assist me in going where my mind and my ego will avoid at all costs. But those answers are never outside. They're never outside. They are always in. And furthermore, they're not always in. They're already there. There is nothing to learn. There's nothing for us to learn. We've already got the answers. We got to peel back the layers. This is why minimizing the distraction in your life is so, so big. And what I also see is one thing that you've been working on, BJ, is like self-sabotage. And here you are like, I don't think it should be a swimming picture. And I just know you. So you must have been like, I don't even like that guy's bathing suit. I don't want this. I don't want to be staring at that. And, and well, maybe it should be the bike picture and like what, it's self-sabotage right there. Now you're pulling away from the time that you have to train to reach your goal because you're trying to pick the perfect picture to motivate you to train to reach your goal. Just get on the bike and reach your goal. And that's exactly, <laughs> I shut off music. I shut off whatever I was watching. Then I, I just pulled up Trainer Road and just watched, just put my head down and got through it. But we need those reminders. It's not perfect, right? So I think that's key to mention. It's not a perfect practice. You're not going to be perfect. But when you keep showing up, those signs keep showing up and the gap gets bigger and you'd be able to see it more often. And so something like that would have taken me 15, 20 minutes years ago is now taking it. it I see it. And 30 seconds later, I'm out. Yeah. And having the accountability, like the accountability of a teacher or the accountability in our M21 group, we're starting that again, March 5th, our Last is, group is over, and this group's, the next group starts a week from today, March 5th. What is the M21 group? M21 is 21-day challenge of meditation and mindful living. What it's turned into is a freaking high-powered, badass revolution that will not be stopped. And we thought we were going to do one challenge, and I think we're going into our fifth, and we've decided we're going to do a monthly. We're going to do a monthly. And it's myself and Golden, who's one of our podcast guests. She's freaking amazing. Our synergy is incredible. She comes at it with different words and different angles. And I come at it with my authentic words and my authentic angle. And it's just a really nice balance. And it's a Facebook group. We will hold you accountable. We will not punish you for not meditating, but we will hold you accountable and we will ask you how your meditation's going, and we will give you posts every day to, to assist you, to support you. We do weekly lives. 99% of the time, her and I come together for that. Sometimes we, we can't. I think a couple of weeks we haven't been able to. And we do guided meditations. We're doing this in the present moment. We're doing this on inspiration. This stuff is coming in, and I'm literally being directed. My like, you go right now. Whatever you're doing, you stop. You go right now, and you do this post because the words are coming in. And as Eckhart Tolle says, like, not a moment too soon or not a moment too late. And this is the beauty of living in the present moment. You get this flexibility of like, okay, I got to do this right now, and I trust that everything else that needs to be done is going to get done. The important things always get done. And the things that get slid to the next day, they get taken care of the next day, right? You hold yourself accountable for what you didn't get, what you didn't accomplish. So does that answer it? It's, it's yeah, a community. It's you can interact as much as you want. You can sit back and take everything just from a view, but do the work. It's just having a visit with yourself every day. And it's not just meditation, right? It's not going to... 
It's not going to help anyone, including yourself, to sit on your meditation pillow and be like blissful BJ and then get up and be your old self again and be reacting. And so we give you the tools to take your meditation into your life and be a mindful liver. Deliberately create your life. Stop creating things in your life that are negative. Lack, whether that's your bank account, whether that's lack of love, whatever that is, we give you the tools to stop creating that in your life because we are always creating. We are creating all the time. For most people, they're creating unconsciously. Some things work out, some things don't work out. You can deliberately create your life. And so we bring in a lot of quantum physics and universal law and stuff that mimic, you know, scientific law and right. spiritual law. So this is, this is a great jump in right here. So I, I just want to start a meditation practice. I have no, I know nothing about quantum physics. I know nothing about And it sounds anything. so intimidating. It sounds so intimidating. But it's so simple. So yeah. So for the, the people out there who are curious about this, I just... I just want to be able to grab a hold of, of the thoughts that are in my mind that are that are just driving me crazy every day. I've, I've got a, a packed list of things to do. I don't know where to start. Things aren't getting any better. So I just, is this the thing for me to just learn to find some space yes. in my life and calmness? Is, is this going to help me do yes. that? Yes. Because remember, the most advanced techniques are so simple. So we always do at the beginning in the first week, we're always doing basics. And this is for people who have been meditating for years and people who have never meditated before. The basics, always the basics. Because as, and I've been guilty of this too, as we continue to go on in our meditation practice, like you'll want more, you'll get distracted, you'll start listening to all these videos on YouTube and then you'll start creating in all these different ways. And then it's just, for me, that's always led to driving myself into a wall and having an implosion. So we always go back to the basics because that's what it is. So it's, again, it's very no nonsense. We give you breathing techniques. We give you mantras. Why do we give you mantras? Why do we give you breathing techniques? To concentrate the mind. You got to learn how to give the mind something to do. And over time, the mind will be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I listen to that voice. That, that voice doesn't listen to me anymore. So it's just, it's the topsy-turvy that we like to do. It's the topsy-turvy. It's the, the, the rational mind is the servant. The intuitive voice is the sacred gift. But most people disregard the gift and honor the servant. And so we topsy-turvy that. And we teach you how to be in charge again. Because if your thoughts are running your day, you are not living your life. You are not living your life. It might, it's going to appear like you're living your life, but you are completely not in control of your life. So my life is so busy. In that instance, your life is not so busy. Your life, your, your outside perspective on what's going on is busy, but inside... Your life, you can you can live your life separate from having yeah. all that. Busy has nothing to do with your right. calendar. Busy has nothing to do with your calendar. Should I say that again? One more time. <laughs> Busy has nothing to do with your calendar. Nothing. Because the present moment is timeless. 
There's no time constraints in the present moment. I was, we, we were able to produce this entire weekend from the present moment. We created the food. We created the conversation. We, I somehow was still able to run, be a, a co-facilitator in the M21 group. We, you got training in. I took a couple days off because I needed it. Like all the important things got done. There was nothing overwhelming about this retreat. Anytime that my mind tried to tell me two weeks out that I had to, I had so much to do. I was like, I have nothing to do. The only thing I have to do is what I'm doing right now. So thank you very much, mind. But I'm in charge. I was talking to my sister about this today, about the monkey mind. So the monkey mind is like how most people live. And their mind is a monkey swinging through the jungle. Like, I'm going to go to this vine, this vine, this vine. Look at that vine. Ooh, I like that vine. I'm going to go to that vine. Even if they're not even done with the vine they're on, they're going to go to that vine and this vine and that vine. And so when you topsy-turvy it, you go, hold up, monkey. We're hanging on this vine. And I know all these other vines look so good. And it seems like you're supposed to go to those vines right away. I will let you know when we're going to go to that next vine. And the monkey, over time, the monkey goes, yeah, that's cool. I can be on this vine too. So it's not like it's always a battle. Yeah, it is the warrior path. You will be challenged. Challenges don't stop. They will not stop. But it's so hard. It's not hard. It's not hard. That's so, a belief system. And, that's, and, and words are powerful, which you've already called me on in this podcast a few times. Words have power. Words have power. When you say it's hard... I can't start to meditate because it's hard. I can't, I can't do yin yoga because it's hard. We were laughing this weekend because we were talking about that. Like, I can't do yoga because I'm not flexible. I can't meditate because my mind's too busy. And I said, that's like saying I'm so hungry I can't eat. Right. <laughs> so the weird, that was kind of like the joke all weekend. Like, we're in yoga. and Like, I can't do it because I'm too tight. And I, my answer would always be like, I'm so hungry I can't eat. Listen and, and listen to that. Listen to what you're saying. Listen, listen, embrace that. Like words are powerful. Words are so powerful. Yeah. Words are so powerful. And and when you begin, when you get into that gap, and you're able to to notice your words, and even if it's it's in it's in you're joking about it, like it it makes a connection. And soon after, at the end of the retreat, people were like, "Yeah, like I get it. Like yeah." So what if we wrapped this podcast up with a little science? You were telling me Boom. about the Harvard study of 2011. Yeah, bring it on. You bring it on. You were telling me about it. I know about it. This is my... <laughs> Always I know. call on With me. the button. I'm pushing the button. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were pushing the button this weekend. He was telling was awesome. our guests that I pushed the button. I wasn't pushing the button this weekend. Was I pushing the button? Yeah. It was like push, push, <laughs> push, push, push. Or maybe it was right before the retreat. Jess gets really good at rep repetitive actions. It's like the, the finger goes to the button and it pulls away, but it goes back. <laughs> pulls away and goes back. But that's that's my challenge. Like, I need to answer her. I need to... But I just... You're, you're pulling out of me. I'm pulling... I'm not right. like, hang the shelf, hang the shelf, hang so, the shelf, hang the shelf. No, no, I'm no, saying, right. what is the essence right now that you're feeling? Right. <laughs> it's not... Yeah, it's just not... It, the thing. same thing can be said for when you're 
you meet somebody and you're like, oh, nice to meet you. Like, what is the essence of it? No, it's yeah. really great to engage in that conversation and understand where you're coming from. And are like, you really meeting that person? Or are you just regurgitating a phrase that you say all the time when you meet someone? Exactly. Like, are you actually exactly. connecting with that person? Yeah. Are you in the present moment with so that that's, person? That's the point. All right, so, so the, the study. Harvard study. And Harvard I can study. fill in the gaps if you can't remember it all. Done in I 2010, around there, 2011, at Harvard. They took, um, took a group of people who had never been meditating, and they followed them for eight weeks. And what they learned at the end of the eight weeks was that the gray matter in the brain that causes stress or that works through stress decreased. And the area of the brain that manages self-awareness and compassion increased. The gray matter increased just from them meditating. So these people had never meditated before. In over eight weeks, gray matter decreased with stress, increased with the areas that manage self-awareness and compassion. And so that right there is the science behind what we are trying to convey through our podcasts, through our business, through our one-on-one conversations with strangers. It's, it's that this practice of meditation or mindfulness can help strengthen the areas in your brain that will help create that space and the ability to be calm and not emotionally attached to to any stimulus that comes in your way. So is that about yep. what you would... Yeah, there was a couple other parts of the brain. Okay. Um, self-regulation, so mm-hmm. emotional regulation, right? No more freaking out when somebody cuts you off. That That would be beneficial for the world, yeah. You got the compassion and the empathy... Executive decision making, being able to make decisions quickly and without doubt, big. Oh, perspective taking, being able to accept, see, welcome the perspectives of others. So those areas of the brain increase gray matter. And then like BJ said, the most surprising thing that they found because they scanned their brains at the beginning of the study and they scanned their brains at the end of the study was that the gray matter decreased in the fight or flight centers. So the areas where we are reacting to stressors in our life, because what's happened is in the society that we've created, our fight or flight centers are way too big, right? It's like the dude at the gym that has no neck and can't straighten his arms. It's just, it's too much. It's too big now. And what happens is that we're having fight or flight, we're having survival system responses when we get a voicemail or somebody's going to be late to a meeting or all of a sudden the, cha- the plans change or it rains on our wedding day. We're having survival system responses because of that. And meditation will start to get that fight or flight system back into check. So you're not going to walk out into the middle of the highway. Believe me, it's not going to shrink so much that you lose that. We are hardwired to survive, but the dramatics in life will come to an end because this is not the Oscars. It is not the Emmys. Nobody's getting a golden globe. We do not need the dramatics. These are the distractions that keep us from returning to who we are. So meditation is mainstream. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. And I've got Julie Pyatt in my head right now because she's always so strong in that message. Like enough, enough people. Like 
And I was there too. Like, and I got to the point where I said, enough, there's gotta be another way. There's there gotta is. be another there way. Is. Absolutely. And now that other way that I avoided with like a million foot pole is now my life's work. So you just never know what's around that corner when you step into the unknown and you're okay with it. You get past that fear, that blockage, and you just say, I'm just going to take a step and just see. I'm just going to join this mindfulness group and just see. And just see. I'm just going to go on this high vibe retreat and just see what happens. Be willing. Be willing to step into who you truly are. And that who you truly are is so freaking powerful. So you want to get, you want to hit your paces? Step into who you truly are. You can have whatever pace you want. You can have whatever dream you want. You can have everything you desire when you align yourself in the direction and get all your faculties going down the line towards the life that you want to live as the person that you want to be in the world that you dream to see. That's how it's done. So thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in. Uh, Beej and Jess are out. BJ, how can people support the show? You can... Get onto our Patreon page and join that way with a, a monthly um, donation. And at certain levels, you get certain things that we produce because we we producing yoga videos and a bunch of, of content specific to what level you're at. So join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash yogi triathlete. You can also support us through uh, leaving a review on iTunes for the podcast. We love reviews. So please... If you like our podcast and you enjoy listening to the content that we provide, jump on over to iTunes and leave a review. Amazon you, banner ad. Amazon banner ad. Thrive banner ad. You guys have been using the Amazon banner ad. Thank you so much. We were just looking at that today. It just throws us a couple dimes. It's like 30, you know, I think we have like 30 bucks coming this month, but that pays for the SoundCloud for the show. So thank you. There's, there's a lot of love that goes into this podcast. And with a lot of love and a lot of hours, we show up every week. And we thank you so much for showing up for us. And one last thing, you can buy our cookbook, Yogi Trathy Cookbook, on Amazon. Use our banner. <laughs> Go to the show notes. Go to show notes. For this episode. Click on the, the link to buy our cookbook. And let us know what you, what you make. Like, we're loving the photos people are posting. So thank you, everyone, for posting photos. And we love that you guys are making uh, creations that are slightly different from what's in the cookbook, like taking your own liberty to add in something or take away something. Like that is what this cookbook is for. We, we created it with a, a guide, basically, of what the, the foods were that we enjoy. And you can deviate from that. Like that's the whole purpose of this is to take ownership of your health and be creative and enjoy what you're doing in the process because that is how you make sustainable changes in your life. 